Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's Monday special from Star Wars Lads. My name is Liam, and I'm very excited because this is a big week. I've been hyping this up for a while, and today we are finally going to be doing our top 10 Star Wars stories, or this week specifically me, and then next week we'll have Sonix on Monday. A couple weeks ago, we got this comment from that funky monkey on one of our videos asking if we will be willing to make our top 10 favorite canon Star Wars stories so far. So we decided to take that one step further. While we're most likely going to be doing our top 10 Star Wars canon stories eventually, we thought we'd kind of start and give you the baseline for our favorite Star Wars stories of all time, both canon and legends. Everything is on the table here. Our favorite things that we've ever seen, played, read in Star Wars, all of it will be on this list. And the goal of this list is kind of to give you guys a bit more of our Star Wars sensibilities. We do have a ton of content on our channel. We've talked a lot about a variety of different Star Wars projects, but this is our true favorites here. These are the things that really make us who we are with Star Wars and kind of why we love what we love about the Star Wars universe and about the Star Wars stories that we, and what we're kind of looking for in Star Wars stories as we talk about future Star Wars content. So hopefully this gives you a bit better look at our sensibilities as Star Wars fans moving forward. But before we get started, please hit that like button down below, subscribe to Star Wars Lads for Star Wars content minimum three days a week, and comment below and let us know your favorite Star Wars stories ever. We'd love to see the differences between all of your Star Wars tastes and our Star Wars tastes as well. So keep the comments down below, come in and let us know what your favorite things are. So a couple of rules I wanted to lay out personally for this list. The first is that the story has to be finished. So I left the Mandalorian and the Bad Batch off this list. Eventually they might make it into the top 10. And it's, it's pretty stiff competition if I'm being honest, but eventually they might make it into the top 10. But since those shows aren't over and we don't know what we're getting with Boba Fett, Boba Fett wasn't going to make it on my list anyways. So the stories have to be done in order for them to make it on my list. Secondly, I wanted to focus on the stories themselves. So as much as I love something like Star Wars Battlefront 2, the story isn't necessarily the reason I love it. I love it because of the gameplay and the experience, although the story is very good. I love the whole experience. So something like that didn't quite make my list either because I'm focusing specifically on how much I love the stories being told in this content right here. So without further ado, this is where the fun begins. Okay, so we're going to kick it off with probably the longest list of honorable mentions I've probably ever had in a video and probably ever will have in a video. And that's going to start off with Star Wars Rebels, Star Wars Episode Eight, The Last Jedi, Rogue One, Star Wars Battlefront 2, 2005. Yes, I said it wasn't going to be on the list, but I do love this game nonetheless. Knights of the Old Republic 2, The Sith Lords, Star Wars Clone Wars, Star Wars Bloodline by Claudia Gray, Star Wars Dark Disciple by Christy Golden, Star Wars The High Republic, Line of the Jedi by Charles Soule, Star Wars The High Republic, The Rising Storm by Kevin Scott, Darth Vader 2015 by Kieran Gillen and Salvador LaRocca. Darth Vader, Dark Lord of the Sith by Charles Soule and Giuseppe Comancoli. And the Thrawn Ascendancy Trilogy by Timothy Zahn. Okay, now all the honorable mentions are out of the way. Let's get to number 10. The 10th spot was probably the hardest decision I had to make on this list. There were so many stories I wanted to put on here, but when I was looking at it from the big picture... There are a few stories more satisfying in the Jedi-Sith conflict for me than Return of the Jedi. Every single thing that happens between Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader, and Emperor Palpatine in this movie is absolutely 
perfect. When I think of Return of the Jedi, that's usually the first thing I go back to. It's one of my favorite pieces of Star Wars storytelling in any media ever. The Battle of Endor is also one of my favorite Star Wars battles ever. It's exciting, multi-layered, and the stakes have never been higher. And I haven't even mentioned Jabba's Palace, which is arguably the most iconic piece of filmmaking in this movie. I do have some structural problems with the film's plot progression, but we're talking about favorites here, and when I look at the combination of incredible moments across Return of the Jedi, I had a really hard time not at least putting it as my 10th favorite piece of Star Wars media ever on this list. This might be a controversial pick to some, but if you've been watching our channel for a while, you know how special and important The Force Awakens is to me. On Thursday night, December 17th, 2015, I got up at 5 a.m. with my sister and I went down to our local theater to get in line to see the film. Yes, this was before we had reserved seating. We sat there in the freezing cold, bundled with layer after layer of blankets and jackets, as over the next few hours, the entire pavilion around the theater began to amass with hundreds, maybe thousands of people. John Williams was blaring, lightsaber duels were happening, and there was a pure enthusiasm everywhere. I'll never forget that unified excitement and anticipation among Star Wars fans at the time. For me, the entirety of 2015 was one big Star Wars celebration. From conventions to trailer drops to toy announcements to canon starting to get into full swing, it was honestly one of my favorite years ever to be a Star Wars fan. And then to cap it off with a great film that truly celebrates the stories and themes that are at the franchise's core, in an auditorium surrounded by 30 of my classmates, friends, and family with hundreds of other cheering fans, I couldn't have asked for any more. And I'm forever grateful for the memories The Force Awakens gave me. <laughs> Timothy Zahn's sequels to the original trilogy are absolutely still deserving of all the praise they've gotten over the years. Although many things have changed the way we view the Star Wars mythology in the nearly 30 years since these books were initially released, they have stood the test of time because of Zahn's flawless understanding of the original trilogy makeup. His books are perfectly able to recapture the magic of the film's pitch-perfect pacing, awe, and excitement while simultaneously plotting sensible arcs for all of our familiar characters. I reread these books last year and I couldn't believe how often I would get completely lost in the story. It's just so rare, especially in today's world, to be able to convincingly depict versions of Luke, Leia, and Han that not only encapsulates everything we've already loved about them, but also navigates them through situations and decisions that live up to our lofty expectations of them. You also can't talk about these books without mentioning the creation of two of Star Wars Expanded Universe's most beloved characters in Mara Jade and Grand Admiral Thrawn. I constantly rant and rave on this channel about how important I think Mara Jade is to the journey of Luke Skywalker and our outlook on his new Jedi Order, and all that starts here. Thrawn, on the other hand, was a wholly unique villain for this time. He was far more cunning than any Imperial officer we had ever seen before, and his cunningly ruthless nature combined with his stoic demeanor made him a nice melding of the qualities of both Palpatine and Vader, but with the impressive ability to do what he does without Force abilities. The last character I really want to mention is the insane Dark Jedi Jerus Sabaoth. I just love everything about this character, and I desperately want to see some version of him adapted into canon. As I've said so many times on our channel, my favorite part of Star Wars is the Jedi versus Sith conflict and the lore that goes around it. And no book trilogy has really ever done it as well as the Darth Bane trilogy. There are few Star Wars stories more important to the lore of the Sith than the Darth Bane trilogy, written superbly by one of my favorite Star Wars storytellers, Drew Carpishan. Across his three very different novels, Carpishan is able to effectively tell the origin of Darth Bane, the formation of the Rule of Two, the final fall of the Sith at the Battle of Rusan, 
Bane's expansion and implementation of his philosophies, the rise of Bane's apprentice Darth Xana, and the outline of Bane's succession plan as the Sith begin their 1,000-year march toward dominance. The books are expansive, sure, but the true brilliance of Carbition's writing is the nature in which he's able to endlessly fascinate the reader through the minds of Bane and Xana themselves. It's a truly rare feat that an author is able to make his villains both distinctly evil, yet so intriguingly intelligent that the reader's anticipation lies not necessarily in a compassionate response to their goals, but rather in the complexity of their schemes to outfox everyone around them. And Carbition's writing pulls the best elements from high-concept sci-fi, political thrillers, and horror to create a truly unique, brutal series that's really unlike anything else in Star Wars. So for a dark side obsessive like me, there was really no way I could leave them off this list. There's so many reasons why Knights of the Old Republic is still the quintessential Star Wars video game. But for me, one of the most important is its massive, expansive story. Knights of the Old Republic was amongst the first Star Wars Legends material I ever consumed, and it left an indelible impact on my imagination both within and outside the Star Wars galaxy. I was young the first time I played it, and I had never really seen a video game tell such an expansive story with a history that spanned thousands of years keeping the Star Wars galaxy familiar, yet with enough differences in the way the politics, factions, and worlds operated that everything felt fresh. With that being said, though, it's really the characters that hooked me. Revan, Malak, Bastila, and Candorus, Jedi, Sith, and Mandalorians, this game truly has it all. KOTOR proved that there were always Star Wars stories to tell, and I still look at it today as the benchmark of Star Wars world building outside of the Skywalker saga. You knew it was coming. I've reiterated over and over again that my favorite Star Wars book of all time is Darth Plagueis. Why do I love this book so much? It's the prequel to the prequels, the true culmination of Bane's lineage, the foundational text on Sith puppeteering and manipulation, and the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise. Oh, so tragic. Like Darth Bane before him, Darth Plagueis is equal parts cunning and ruthless, yet what he lacks in physical prominence, he more than makes up for in the all-important art of manipulation. Lucino gives us an incredibly detailed look inside the mind of the Sith Lord who nearly harnessed the power craved by generations of Sith masters and apprentices before him. We also get a phenomenal, twisted origin story for Palpatine, who, over the book's three parts spanning 35 years, grows beyond his master into the perfect Sith that we see in the Skywalker saga. While I'm a very big fan of world building and fleshing out lore, as I've said throughout this video, I get nearly equally excited to see all the pieces of story that were once merely threads get woven into an intricately designed final product. James Lucino does that with nearly every aspect of his storytelling here. Want origins? How about the origins of Plagueis, Palpatine, Maul, the Clone Army, Separatists, and more? Want to build on prequel characters who don't get much screen time in the movies? Okay, here's a younger Qui-Gon, Jedi Master Dooku, and Sifo-Dyas intermingling with Palpatine and Plagueis. Wondering how Plagueis could use the Force to create life? It's all here. Even though it's not canon, I genuinely think Darth Plagueis is still essential reading for any and all prequel fans. Its ability to clean up so many of the brief plot points, especially in The Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, is staggering. Honestly, I couldn't recommend this book more, and reading it right after reading the Darth Bane trilogy is truly the perfect way to cap off a Sith Lord binge. It's 2008, and I had never been to a midnight movie release. In this ancient era before smartphones and Fandango, I decided to call all of my local theaters to see if they were premiering a midnight showing of the upcoming Star Wars movie. Out of the five theaters in my hometown, literally only one of them was going to have a screening. I couldn't wait to go. 
I talked my dad into going to the theater with me early and waiting in line amongst the five other Star Wars fans that showed up for what I considered the premiere of one of my all-time favorite television shows, full stop, Star Wars The Clone Wars. We talk about Heir to the Empire starting the 90s wave of Star Wars resurgence that kept the franchise in the pop culture zeitgeist until 1999 when The Phantom Menace released. But I don't think The Clone Wars gets enough credit for its uphill fight through the violent wave of prequel hate and serving as the first great reunifier of the Star Wars community by the time it finished its first run in 2013. Yes, not every episode is great. In fact, there are plenty of episodes that are downright bad. But once the show found its groove, oh boy, it serves some of my favorite Star Wars moments and characters of all time, while simultaneously giving us incredible depth and heart to the prequel era that was sort of lacking with the accelerated timeline that the prequel story has across its three films. The Obi-Wan and Anakin relationship is made all the more special, and we get to know so many Jedi who all looked cool in the prequels but never really got to shine. Order 66 is now arguably the saddest scene in all of Star Wars, and not just a vehicle for John Williams' best emotionally striking music. But I can't talk about the Clone Wars without mentioning what Filoni, Lucas, and their team was able to do with the clones themselves. Giving all of these clones personality and growth, I think, is the single greatest achievement the show has. Again, elevating Order 66 to a whole nother level. And on top of all of that, we get new characters like Rex, Fives, Echo, The Bad Batch, Talzin, Savage, Hondo, Cad Bane, Imbo, Chamsundula, Sagarera, Pre Vizsla, Satine, Bo-Katan, the father, son, and daughter. And, hmm, am I forgetting someone? Oh yeah, Ahsoka Tano, who embodies the journey of the Clone Wars from ignored and dismissed to fan favorite. As a fan who actually watched the Clone Wars every single Friday when they came out on Cartoon Network, then eventually season six on Netflix, and finally season seven on Disney+, Plus, seeing the fandom slowly discover and embrace the Clone Wars over the last 14 years really has been one of the most rewarding parts of sticking with Star Wars through thick and thin. I love this show, and there's really not much more I can say other than that. As much as I appreciate when a new Star Wars film comes out and it has a bunch of new ideas and new additions to the lore, there really is something special about going back to where it all started. Star Wars, or Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope, truly is a transcendent piece of history. It pioneered incredible feats in technological achievement, and in doing so created the most prolific special effects studio that's still the industry pinnacle to this day, while simultaneously taking two broken and tired film genres, science fiction and fantasy, and using them to create a hybrid that set the standard for the sci-fi fantasy genre forever. As someone who loves movies and film history, a New Hope is just the perfect movie. Everything about it is iconic. From the Flash Gordon adapted opening crawl to the Tantive 4 being chased by the Devastator, C-3PO and R2-D2, Vader's entrance, Leia putting the plans in R2, Help Me Obi-Wan Kenobi, You're My Only Hope, Twin Sons, Jedi Mind Tricks, Cantina, Han vs. Greedo, Millennium Falcon, The Death Star, The First Lightsaber Duel, The Trench Run, John Williams' Music, Literally everything about this film set the stage for every single piece of Star Wars media that has been released over the last 45 years. And I seriously think people take this movie for granted. Yes, we got great and more complexly layered Star Wars content to follow, but it's truly a perfect piece of mythic world building, and that's why it's so high on my list. So if you've been following our channel for a while, I think most of you will probably know what the top two will be, but let's see if you can guess which one is second and which one is first. Starting with number two. The Empire Strikes Back is one of the greatest Star Wars stories ever told, and probably one of the greatest films ever made. It takes literally every little detail that was perfectly done in A New Hope and turns it up to 11. From a purely technical side, The Empire Strikes Back has perfect pacing, even better special effects, a far more mature tone, 
a mind-blowing twist ending, and even improves on John Williams' flawless score by adding the Imperial March. Then if you look at it from the world building and fantasy side, the film goes far deeper into the power of the Force. We get our first Force pull and levitation, Force ghosts are first manifested here, and even Force visions of the future. But above all, we're given a greater understanding of the cosmic mystery of the Force through Yoda. Yoda expands the mythology in all sorts of ways, but it really is the magical scene in which he lifts Luke's X-Wing out of the swamp that opens the door to endless imagination. With Yoda as a conduit, the Force really could do anything. On top of all that, the burgeoning relationship between Han and Leia is still the most natural and exciting romance in any Star Wars story. And with C-3PO's increased role as comic relief, whose compunction for perfection constantly grates on the nerves of everyone around him, The Empire Strikes Back is easily the most humorous Star Wars film as well. Add in the introductions of both Lando and Boba Fett in live action, and I mean, come on. There's literally not a single element of the Star Wars package that this movie doesn't do flawlessly. I could go on and on about every scene or every little detail that makes this movie perfect, but you've heard it all before. The Empire Strikes Back is legitimately a masterpiece. This is where the fun begins. Chancellor Palpatine, Sith Lords are our speciality. Your swords, please. My powers have doubled since the last time we met. Count. Good. Twice the pride, double the fall. Yeah, do it. Wait a minute, how did this happen? We're smarter than this. Apparently not. Another happy landing. Ninth time. That business on Cato Nemoidia doesn't, doesn't count. You're on this council but we do not grant you the rank of master. What? What about the droid attack on the Wookiees? Hello there. I am the Senate. <laughs> Don't kill me, please. Power! <sighs> Execute order 66. Master Skywalker, there are too many of them. What are we going to do? You turned her against me. You have done that yourself. Only a Sith deals in absolutes. I will do what I must. You will try. Master Yoda, you survived. You were the chosen one. It was said that you would destroy the Sith, not join them. Bring balance to the force, not leave it in darkness. This might surprise some of you because I personally still think The Empire Strikes Back is the greatest Star Wars film of all time. It's the best. It is undebatable. It is the best Star Wars movie. But when we're talking about favorites, there really isn't a movie that exists that is more of a favorite to me than Revenge of the Sith. It's the first Star Wars film I ever got to see in theaters. I was seven years old. Then when it finally came out on DVD, I remember going to the store to pick it up, immediately rushing home and popping it into my DVD player where it's basically stayed 24-7 to this day. I've watched episodes 1 through 6 probably close to 100 times each, but I can safely, without exaggerating, say I've probably seen Revenge of the Sith close to double that. It's my go-to movie. My friends and I are constantly quoting it. So often I find myself hearing singular, normal words in daily life, but if they're said even slightly like a character in Revenge of the Sith says them, then my mind immediately goes there. But even putting all of my personal nostalgia for this movie aside, I truly think it's my favorite Star Wars story. The fall of Anakin Skywalker and the rise of Darth Vader is in concept the pinnacle of Star Wars for me. It's the bridge between my two favorite Star Wars eras and the culmination of so much of the other lore I love, like the Darth Bane trilogy and Darth Plagueis that I listed earlier. If you look at the rest of my list, you'll see that pattern. Almost everything on here is either directly impacted by Anakin's fall and Vader's rise, or further feeds the legacy of why this moment is the most important in the entire Star Wars mythology. It certainly has its flaws, but we're talking about favorites here, not necessarily best, and to me, Revenge of the Sith is my absolute favorite Star Wars story ever.
Thank you all so much for watching this video. Again, if you haven't, please like the video down below. It'll really help us out with the YouTube algorithm and subscribe to Star Wars Lads for Star Wars content minimum three days a week. Again, this is a series we are going to be doing, so stay tuned next week for Senex Top 10. And if you haven't commented below and let us know what your top 10 is, please let us know. We'd love to hear it. And we'll talk about it maybe on a future show. We'll share all of your top 10s. Thank you so much for watching and we'll see you all next time. Mm -hmm.